I wanted to start off by asking you guys this question. Have you ever been into a battle with a pickle jar? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get one of those jars and you want to screw the lid off. You know what I'm saying? And it's like nearly impossible to screw it off. Sometimes the lid seems like it's impossible to... Am I the only one? Can't be the only one. It's impossible. You try to screw the lid and it's really hard and you, you try with all your might and nothing happens. You, you dry your hands and you go back to the, pick, the pickle jar and you try, you put a firmer grip and nothing happens. So what do you do next? You go and you grab a rag, right, to try to open the pickle jar. You put the rag on top of the lid and you screw it. You try to unscrew it as much as you can. You're red in the face and it doesn't come off. Any else have to deal with that? Just me? After you've exhausted all your and you look ashamed, right? And you give it to somebody else. I've tried all I could. You could can you open it? Can you try? Right? Usually you do that to somebody who's like smaller, weaker than you, right? And you're like, I've tried everything. Can you try to open this pickle jar? And then what happens? Somehow, yep. They effortlessly open it up, and you're like, oh, man, it's just because I got it, you know, I loosened it up for you, right? But honestly, two things happen to you. First of all, you want the ground to open up underneath you, right, and swallow you from the embarrassment of not being able to open the pickle jar. And secondly, you think to yourself, man, how do they have so much power to open up that lid? I, I did everything. I tried my right hand, my left hand. I tried rags. I tried wiping my hands off. Do they have some sort of gorilla grip strength to open this thing up? And sometimes I think, um, you know, in that little simple example, that we can have a similar thought process. It comes to, in, in a spiritual sense, think about this. Have you ever looked at someone else and you thought to yourself, how is it possible that this person has more spiritual power than me? You ever looked at someone and they just seem more spiritual and like more spiritually connected, you know, maybe? And like, man, they, they, this person seems so powerful. Maybe you think about that when you hear someone pray out loud. And pray and you think to yourself, man, prayer, the way they pray sounds so... Man, when I pray... And sometimes they're just battling and repeating the same sentences over. How do they have so much power when they pray? Or maybe you meet them just so full of the scriptures. They're just able to memorize and bring to memory and recite Bible verses from memory. And it seems like whenever you talk to them, they always have the right passage to share, the right Bible verse or the right Bible story that connects with what you're going through. You ever met someone like that? Just like, man, how do they, how they're able to do that? How they are able to have that connection? Or maybe you meet another person who is facing adversity and is facing trials and is going through difficult times, but somehow they're able to keep an and you speak to them, you go up to them in the middle of their of their grief and their hardship, and you want to give them words of encouragement, but instead of you giving them words of encouragement, in their grief, they're speaking life into you. They're strong and all the difficulties. And then here comes you. You have your toe on the corner of the bed and, and you're crying and cussing heaven and drinking Jack Daniels because you're so upset. And they're going through a difficult time and they're giving you words of encouragement and uplifting you. You know, here's what I believe. I believe 
that there are many Christians that are living their lives in their own strength. There are many Christians that are living apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. As I mentioned earlier, and as Matt just mentioned a second ago, that we have access to the same power that raised Jesus from the grave. That same power. But yet many of us walk around life powerless. You know, early in the book of Acts, after the death of Jesus for the forgiveness of sin and after his resurrection for newness of life, he spent time with, his, with these friends, with his disciples, and he appeared to this ragtag group of people to give them some final instruction and encouragement. And during those last few moments before Jesus' ascension, he says these words. You can find it in your notes there, Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 4. It's on the screen as well. When he, that is Jesus, was with them, he commanded, Commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise. What was the Father's promise? What is he talking about there? He was talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with what? With the, the Holy Spirit in a few days. And then look at what he says. If you jump down to verse 8, but you will receive what, guys? What does that say? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And it is that power of the Holy Spirit that will empower them to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. If you guys want right there in your notes, why don't you see the word power right there? Circle that word because the word that is translated power is the Greek word dunamis. And is where we get our English word dynamite from. And here's what it means. Dunamis means a force, a miraculous power, the explosive power of God. Jesus says the dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit would come on you. Catch what Jesus is saying here. He's saying that the Holy Spirit would fill up the believers in such a way that it would be dynamic and explosive. But yet, when I look at the lives of many Christians, it's anything but that. In fact, many times as, as Christians, let's be honest, we walk around thinking that we are powerless and that we're defeated when instead we have the dynamic and explosive power of the Holy Spirit within us and is readily available to us. And guys, this is what I pray to see in the lives of each and every single one of us I don't know about you guys, but I want to see a church that is so full of the explosive and dynamic power of the Holy Spirit that we might see a mighty move of God in our lifetime. I don't want to pray for the next generation to see it or the generation after that. Of course, I want them to see it, but I want to see it now with my eyes in this church, in our community. What about you guys? I want to see a church that is so full of the power of the Holy Spirit that we see lives radically transformed by the power of the gospel. I want to see a church that is so full of the power of the Holy Spirit that the demons tremble when we pray, that strongholds are broken, that generational curses are broken by the power of the Holy Spirit, that people are healed relationships and marriages and friendships are restored and that the church would be so united and on mission that we would truly see a difference made in our community and to our 
our neighbors? What do you want to see? If we have access to the same power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave, then why are so many Christians living powerless lives? For the rest of our time, I want to talk about three things that the Holy Spirit gives us power to. And this is not an exhaustive list. Of course, there's so many other things, but three things for today. Three things that the Holy Spirit gives you power to. Number one, to share Christ boldly. Now, I know what some of you guys are thinking as you write that down or as you hear me say that, you're like, oh, no, no way, Danny. That's not me. I don't have the, I simply can't do that. I don't have the guts to do that part right there. And maybe you think that you're just not brave enough to share Jesus with others or that maybe you think that you're just not that great of a communicator or that you don't have the appropriate means of, of education or seminary or Bible education or, or maybe you think that you're just not the most talented or gifted to be able to share your faith with those that actually have the job. They're much better. They're much better gifted. They're just much better equipped to be able to do that. Those that are. Well, I've got some good news for you. You're actually in good company if you do believe that. Because you don't have to be any of those things. You just need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Might it bring you some comfort to know that Paul says some of the same things of himself. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 to 5, the same guy that wrote about a third of the New Testament, the guy that planted multiple churches, the guy that went to prison for sharing the gospel, he said these words right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom. And kind of Paul is saying, man, my, my words were great, what I said, but with a demonstration of what? Of with the Spirit's power so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. You see, it's easy to think that you can share Jesus boldly with others if you're skilled to do so, if you had the necessary skills, if you had the right words to say, if you were presented with just the right moment. But you see, that's the problem. That's the problem we're all wrestling with. Depending on your own might, depending on your own abilities and on our own strength, trying to do things on our, in our own power instead of depending on the power of the Holy Spirit. And what Paul is saying and what he's communicating here in this passage is that his words weren't anything particularly special or spectacular or amazing, but it was by the demonstration of the Spirit's power. That's what empowered him to share Jesus boldly. And here's what I believe, that perhaps this week for some of you that are in this room and maybe those of you that are watching this online, you're going to be presented with an opportunity to share your faith with someone. You're going to be presented with an opportunity to tell a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, a family member about Jesus. You're just going to know, you're going to remember I said these words, and you're going to know that this is a God-given, God-appointed, divinely set-up encounter for you to share your story and to share your faith with this person. And you're going to have one of two options at that time. Are you going to do this in your own power and thereby think that perhaps you cannot do it and you will not do it and you won't be able to? Or are you going to take a leap of faith? And you're going to depend on the Holy Spirit's power to do what you can. I believe the Holy Spirit will give you the power to do so. He will give you the courage. And He will even give you the words to say at just the right moment. Because the Holy Spirit gives you the power to share Christ 
boldly. Here's number two. The Holy Spirit gives you power when you are weak. Can I talk frankly with you guys? Can I just be frank? This is where I think many of us are today. You know, perhaps you came here today without very much motivation to even be here. Maybe you woke up this morning and you simply felt so defeated and you felt so discouraged by life. And you barely mustered up the energy to come in today. Maybe the compounding pressure of the last two years has brought you to your melting point and you're just simply fed up. Or maybe some relational strife and to the point where you're just so emotionally distraught and weak that you don't know how you're going to make it another day. And this is just real talk. This is where many of us are today. And if you find yourself here today feeling that way, what you need is the power of the Holy Spirit to help you and to sustain you and to lift you up from this place of weakness. You know, Paul expressed this in one such example in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He said this, In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. You know, the Spirit of God helps us in multiple ways in our weakness. What's well, one way, Paul? He says, because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself, here's how he's helping you. He intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. You know, some of you have been to this place of desperation and grief and weakness, and you know exactly what Paul's talking about here. By the way, for those of you that haven't been there, heads up, you're going to get there eventually. But some of you have been able to experience the power of the Holy Spirit ministering to you and on your behalf when you've had no power to do it yourself. You know, I had a really good friend of mine. He called me some time ago. And he reached out to me, and, and when he called me, I knew something was up because this just wasn't common of him to call me up this way. And so I picked up the phone, hey, man, how's it going? And he began to express to me how he was feeling so weak. And he wasn't feeling weak physically because he's strong as an ox. He works out, and it was something else. that He couldn't quite put his finger on it. This guy had a great-paying job beautiful wife and family, an amazing home. Everything that you could ever want, anything that you're probably dreaming about, he had it, yet he felt defeated. He felt deflated and op oppressed. He was tired and restless, and he called me because he couldn't put his finger on what it was. I knew what it was. I told him, you need Jesus, man. You need Jesus, and, and, and you need the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver you from that oppression and to grant you forgiveness and mercy and grace and new life through Jesus. That's what you need, man. And I went on to share the gospel with him and I asked him if he would allow me to pray with him and, and, and I did. I got to pray with him and I prayed that the Holy Spirit would give him power in the middle of his weakness. And today, some of you perhaps dragged your feet across these doors right here because you and you felt weak and you felt powerless you too feel defeated you too feel deflated you too feel discouraged and you've tried, tried you've probably tried a bunch of remedies to try to break you out of that funk and nothing has seemed to work i want to encourage you today to walk in 
and to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to walk in your own power. Stop trying to heal yourself in your own strength. Because the Holy Spirit, the, the paracletos, our comforter, He's going to give you the power when you're weak. And here's the last thing, number three. The Holy Spirit will give us power to have hope. The Holy Spirit will give us power to have hope. You know, it seems like in every conversation I have, every headline, every, every Twitter post, every Facebook post, every news headline, it just seems to me like people are without hope. Do you guys get that? You guys kind of catch that drift, right? It seems like everybody's without hope. People are in despair. The president did this. The government is doing that. The governor made this decision. You know what my kids' school did? And the variant numbers are going up. The hospital beds are full again. The, there's a war on vaccinations. And, and everybody is at, everybody's without hope. And the world is falling apart for so many people. Maybe that's why so many people are on edge. Fights breaking out on every corner, left and right. People driving their cars so angry and aggressive, laying on the horns, scowls in their face, always angry. People are so defensive, they have snappy remarks. Have you ever met someone like that? Right? They just have a scowl on their face and they just snap at you like a snapping turtle, right? right? And everybody's on edge. And perhaps this is where you, some of you are today. You're on edge. You are without any hope. You've lost any source of hope. And without any hope, you've lost motivation. You've lost empathy. You've lost sympathy. You've lost love and sacrifice. And you've lost kindness. Because without hope, why would you express any of those things? Why would you have any of those things without hope? But you see, in a hopeless world, we can have hope. Not by our strength certainly not because of the circumstances because there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world and there's all the things that we see and experience in this world but by the holy spirit's power and one of my favorite verses in the entire bible is romans chapter 15 verse 13 i try to work this in as much as i can into as many sermons as possible because i love this verse would you guys read this verse with me is romans chapter Verse 13, it's on the screen and in your notes. Ready, go. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you and may you overflow with hope, not by your power, not by your not because of the circumstances, not because of what's going on around you, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I want to overflow with hope. In a hopeless world, I want to overflow with hope. In fact, I want to be a spreader of hope. I want to be a dealer of hope. I don't want to spread fear. I don't want to spread hate. I don't want to spread my own personal agenda. I want to spread hope. I want hope to be contagious. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to be so filled. I, I, I don't want to be filled by all those other things that are going on. I want to be filled with hope. I don't want to allow the same attitude of our world and the attitude of our culture to permeate and influence me, which is what's going on. 
where all the toxicity of the rest of the world permeates everybody else and we begin to spew the same toxicity. I don't want that. I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and I want to walk with hope regardless of whether or not the circumstances around me are hopeful. I want to be filled. May the God of hope fill us with all hope and joy and peace. Why are so many Christians walking around powerless? We have access to the Holy Spirit, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives inside the life of every believer and you have access to him what will the power of the holy spirit do the holy spirit gives you power to share jesus boldly and this week i believe for some of us there's going to be an opportunity for you to share your faith and to share jesus with a friend a neighbor or a co-worker the the holy spirit can strengthen you and empower you and hold you sustain you console you and lift you up when you feel weak and he gives you hope Despite being surrounded by a hopeless world, he can empower you to be so filled with hope that you can experience a joy and a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I'm going to pray this week for you guys as well, that you're going to have opportunities to share the hope that the Holy Spirit gives you with those that are around you. So I don't know about you guys, but I need the Holy Spirit's power. You need the Holy Spirit's power? And if you do, then let's pray. God, I pray, Lord, that, um, that you would help us and that you would give us the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us the power to share Jesus boldly. God, when those opportunities come this week, Lord, that we wouldn't look at our lack of uh, ability to, Lord, or our you know, lack of understanding and said that we would be so empowered by the Holy Spirit that we would share Jesus with those around us and that we would realize that if that conversation would come up, if those opportunities would present themselves, that it would be because they're God-given divine opportunities to do so. God, I pray that you would give us power when we're weak. And God, so many of us have walked in through these doors today and we feel weak, we feel beat up, Lord, we, 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 are, we are overwhelmed.
but you realize that you're weak. And I'm going to tell you, like I told my friend that day on the phone, what you need is Jesus. And you need the Holy Spirit's power that comes when you put your faith in Jesus. And the Bible teaches us that we were dead in our trespasses and sin, and that sin broke our relationship with God and put us on a course towards death and destruction. you to do so today.